Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Time to have a little chat with our global news reporter over in Victoria, Richard Zussman. Lots to catch up on. Good morning, Richard. Good morning, Simi. How are you doing? I am good, thank you. Still curious, though, about how we're going to distribute these vaccines that are now showing up in increasing numbers. Are we ready to get all the information on this? Aren't we all curious? Simi? Yes, I think we this are. is the big question because we've heard the details of what the province plans on doing and when those uh, that are over the age of 80 will receive their vaccine and We haven't heard a lot more than that. And like so much in this pandemic, it's from the provincial government. Trust us, we've got this. But there are some substantial issues around how the actual vaccinations are going to take place. I spoke to the BC Nurses Union this week. And, you know, one of the challenges is nurses already are short staffed. uh, They're overworked. They're drained. And now uh, the province is asking them to participate uh, in Uh, vaccination clinics that in some cases will run seven days a week. We don't know what the hours are going to be. And it's far more complicated than just needle in arm, move on to the next one. You know, whenever you've had a vaccine, any of us, a flu vaccine or anything else, you know, there's, you have to do a, a health check. You have to have a conversation between the person giving the vaccine and the one receiving it about what they are getting. Then there's a monitoring time afterward. And yes, we have run clinics in this province before, especially around flu shots, but never to this scale, never attempting to vaccinate this many people this quickly. And so all of that leads to questions. Where um, will the clinics be? I spoke yesterday uh, to a counselor in North Delta concerned that that community will not be having um, a clinic Uh, for the vaccine. Instead, the residents are being told uh, you can go to South Delta or to Surrey. And, you know, right now, so many are not leaving their homes, being asked to stay incredibly close to home. And now uh, they're being asked to venture out a little bit further. Uh, All of those questions uh, still don't have answers. We'll get details on locations next week. And so all of that, um, you know, I think people want to get behind the fact that we'll all be vaccinated at least once by the middle of July, but people also want to know how is it going to happen? You know, we're not experts in, uh, you know, the uh, distribution of vaccine, but I think the public does want to get a better sense of exactly how this is going to work. If, if we're going to, you know, throw all our eggs in this basket of vaccine is the way we're going to get out of this. And uh, we want to know how. Exactly. So all of that information is still to come. Do you think they, they did breathe a little sigh of relief, though, uh, Richard, like the public health officials, Health Minister Adrian Dix, hearing yesterday that the NACI agreed with BC <laughs> and their approach to this? A little simmy, you think? Uh, you know, <laughs> there's been a lot of pressure on Dr. Bonnie Henry since she stuck her neck out on Monday and moved forward. And, and the sense was that the provincial health officers over the weekend all had a discussion and the expectation was the National Advisory Committee on Immunizations was going to recommend extending this uh, 
by 16 weeks to 16 weeks between the first and second dose of the vaccine. And my gut feeling, Simi, is that because Dr. Bonnie Henry has a lot of political capital, yes, we know that there are her detractors here in British Columbia, but a majority of people in this province are strongly supportive of her measures, that she was sent out there by the other provinces to say, okay, you go out and see how this goes. And I think they let her hang a little bit too long. It took uh, two full days until the advisory committee came out with their statement saying, this is what we're advising across the country. And in turn, uh, Henry took shots from the science advisor to the prime minister, uh, to other people um, across the country, you know, even... um, the you know doctors in other places of the world weighed in so anthony fauci uh even made comments about this gap and and dr yeah. was asked about that so yes it was a massive massive sigh of relief and there will still be questions around what are the long-term effects of delaying the dose but there's also questions about the long-term effects of the vaccine period considering we've never had an m um RNA vaccine like this before. So true. Okay, so that is um, still to come. Do you think they've also come to the conclusion as well that like the restrictions aren't working and that's why we've got to move full speed ahead now with these vaccines? Yes, and I think that is concerning. And the the reason they are not working, Simi, is people are not following the rules and the enforcement tools are not in place. And we see... Uh, when you look at that seven-day rolling average, the numbers are going up, not down. And now it's this race against the variants. You know, we've seen some variant cases. Most of them, a large majority of the cases reported are not active, and that's largely due to the genomic sequencing that's being done and how long it takes. But yes, I think there's a concession now that this ban on social gathering, a ban on events, did not have the desired outcome of bending the curve downwards. And that now it's about just ensuring people are vaccinated and minimizing, if people get COVID, the effects in terms of death or illness. The other factor here as well is AstraZeneca is coming on board and there could be shipments arriving as early as today, Simi, of a vaccine where we have no plan on how it's going to be distributed. We know it's going to be non-health essential workers, but we don't know in what form in clinics or how or when and, and, uh, most of that vaccine expires either at the end of March or by April 2nd, which means there's a deadline on distributing it. And so the province has tools here, again, to try to help protect the population. But the, the message continues to be, we need buy-in. We, we still need people to follow the guidance that is in place around social gatherings and events and general behavior so that we can allow for the vaccine rollout to take time and not get overwhelmed by cases um, before we have enough people immunized. Right. Okay. So something non-vaccine related here too. Let's talk about this business grant program from the province that it seems like there's constant questions about this thing, right? Too much red tape, not enough uh, uptake of the program. And now it's what set to expire? Yeah. So it's expiring at the end of March in terms of applications. And 
the sense that I'm getting is that the province is strongly considering uh, extending uh, that deadline as you know more small and medium-sized business you know work through the bureaucratic issues of the applications. We have seen a substantive uptick in applications over the past uh, few weeks as the program uh, is better advertised as well as the in December, the uh, parameters were redefined. Uh, you know, there were questions this week brought up by the BC Liberals uh, that some of the money is being spent uh, to actually help encourage the businesses, you know, apply and be able to access this money. So my best sense is they will extend that deadline beyond the end of March uh, in order to ensure that more businesses have an opportunity uh, to access the money. Okay, that's a tricky one too. So it has uptake do you think increased at all in that program Richard given how much they've talked about it yeah it sure has Simi and they've added on some parts as well uh, in terms of uh, grant support uh, to for those to create online uh, portals to sell their products Uh, I've been told that that has been popular uh, but you know, there's there were questions yesterday in question period about direct support for sort of some of our institutions in Metro Vancouver, Science World, uh, the Richmond Night Market, support for the BC Hockey League uh, came up oh, as yeah. well. And this is again, the province is grappling with asks on a lot of these really significant uh, cultural things in our community, and no commitment in terms of direct compensation for a lot of these this is going that's to win-win, be the big that's a win-win for the government right? and i know the premier even said that look for more support for those hockey leagues yeah look for something for the hockey league stay tuned he said i'm sure there will be support eventually for things like the richmond night market uh the the pne needs federal support but there could be support provincially as well for something like that uh, you know, Science World, Aquarium, all of these things that make Metro Vancouver, make our province what it is, eventually the help will come. But the question is, you know, will it come soon enough? And what are the short-term and long-term impacts on these places by, you know, the province not creating a substantial relief packages right. for some of these businesses right now? Well, thank you very much for that, Richard. Appreciate that. Yeah, thanks to me. Have a good day. That's Richard Zussman, our global news reporter over in Victoria.